Bills Fan Podcast for October 17th, 2016. I'm Dave, your host. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan. I'm your co-host, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. And damn, dude, rare Monday afternoon edition. What's up? Yeah. I usually do this at night. And if you're listening, the Bills are now 4-2. and two. Pretty stoked. It yep. just absolutely dominated the 49ers. If you don't know what we do, we do a podcast about the Buffalo Bills. We really cut against most green of regular media and uh, defer from a lot of opinions because we don't really think that we should get too high, too low, and just go with what we see. Right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different takes out there, and most of them suck shit. So we tried not to do that. Find us on the interwebs, numbillsfan.com. Every week besides this podcast, you have our buddy Scott Campbell, who's a fellow season ticket holder that sits next to me at the stadium. He writes an article to get you for a nice game preview, keys of the game. He brings a different perspective, and uh, he'll actually be on with us our next Facebook Live session, which will be at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, if you don't know. Yeah, 7 p.m. every Wednesday we go live on Facebook. So make sure you go over to Facebook and, and give our Numb Bills Fan podcast page a quick like. And it's a great time. You know, I've said it before. It's my favorite part of the week. We finally get to get in there and interact and mix up our ideas and your ideas and just talk bills, you know. And that's, I mean, that's the whole fucking point. Yeah, the hardest part is really just reading the comments and trying to keep a flow because when I watch videos and people are reading comments, I'm like, uh So it is, we think we do a, a, a pretty okay job at it, serviceable job because we have two people, so we can kind of bounce back and forth between points and the reading one, comments. The one-two punch. Hey, we might look a little slow, like I might be looking around, you know, kind of forget there's a camera on me, maybe pick my ear, but it's it's as real as it gets, so... um Lastly, don't right. Forget- no, I mean we're gonna do we're gonna do it our way until someone pays us not to. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Don't, exactly. Don't forget it's pre- presented by BillsForLife dot com. Hell yeah! The biggest, uh, baddest, best Buffalo Bills fan group. Oh, that doesn't start with a B. But no, they they're seriously the biggest Bills community on Facebook. And they are right on the brink of breaking 50,000 members. So if you don't already follow them, it's the Bills Mafia group on Facebook. Go over there and give them a like. Let's get them to the 50K mark because, I mean, what a milestone. That's, that's big. In, in, in social media, that's huge. That's a, that's a great number. And they're not 50,000 bought fans either. They're no. not bought followers. They're not... These these profiles and likes are actually like reviewed by somebody, and that's a yeah, lot of work. They got a they got a huge team of admin of admins over there. I think I think it's like sixteen admins that are babysitting fifty thousand drunk Bills fans. Oh so, yeah, yo, shout out to them for doing a great job mm-hmm. keeping the BS 
all the racial crap, all the, you know, attacks on people's, you know, personal beliefs, religion, whatever. You know, there's 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 just words that you, you shouldn't say to people, you know. Maybe we live in an age of oversensitivity, but there's still just things you, you don't you don't say. You got to have a little bit of class, and it's almost like you can tell when you get on social media who's been punched in the face and who hasn't. Exactly. So, like, shout out to them. They keep the riffraff out of that group. Yeah, really. So, um, don't forget, they're also affiliated with Red Pinto Tailgate. Those are our dudes. Love Nick. Nick Pop over there, and... Um, it, it's awesome. We have our own group of friends that tailgate, so we go from one tailgate and end up at Red Pinto or vice versa. But, you know, after a while, you have, we have so many friends that go to games now. It started out with just a couple of us buying tickets, and it's just like the older you get, I guess there's more money you make sometimes. But it's like, shoot, it's it's almost like visiting family. So it's always awesome to right, see no. Jamie there, see, see the bowling ball shots, see all those guys, Greg Obama. Always getting banned on Twitter, which is awesome. <laughs> Nick Papajal. Like, but no, seriously, it's like it's like being married on Thanksgiving. Like you go eat one meal, and then you gotta go over and like eat with eat with the wife's family or what? I mean, I'm yeah, because my friends are like, oh, where, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm like, yo, I gotta go down the red pencil, man. I'm not here to fucking play. So don't forget, check them out. You gotta make your rounds. Though. Say what's up. Have some drinks. Mm-hmm. Have some eats. I mean. Some of the best things I've ever tasted have been in a parking lot outside of Bill's game. What what of it? Don't forget, punchdrunksports.com. We are the Buffalo Bills, or the dudes. I always screw this up. The dudes doing a podcast about the Buffalo Bills, which will be featured on their podcast channel, coming soon. They have great articles up there now from a lot of people. And even if you want to contribute articles to them, they actually ask if anybody wants to do some writing. Maybe something, something. So, punchdrunksports.com, part of a great comedy podcast with Ari Shafir, San Tripoli, Jason Teeb, and it should really, it should really be a kick-ass time if you check out their podcast. Uh, find them on Twitter at punchdrunk. So the Bills just, uh, you know, eh? They dominated the Forty Niners. Eh? Yeah. When's the last time you could say the Bills absolutely looked? I think they look real. I think what they're doing right now is where we have been talking about since the podcast started, even before, which if you're counting, early 2015. And if the league is going to be a quote-unquote passing league, it's going to eventually shift when people catch up to it. So now you have smaller linebackers out there. You got smaller personnel to to keep up with receivers. Well, eventually the, the run game is going to have a resurgence, and a lot of a lot of media personnel will be like, "Well, you can't you can't run the ball." I mean, this is a this is a passing league, and it's like, well, maybe guys have figured out that with the new CBA that these quarterbacks do not have the time to develop and be a flash out of the pan, guaranteed awesome product at that position. And a lot of veterans think that the league is soft. So not only are you not getting your physical reps in, not only is your body not as tough, but now your quarterbacks aren't developing. Your players aren't developing like you thought. So what's that left to do? I think it means you got to run the ball, but I also think it was going to happen anyways. When I remember the bills were toying around back in the day with Bart with uh, not Bart Scott, 
But um, who was the Scott safety that the Bills had? He doubled up between linebackers during the Changeli years, and the Bills came out, and they tried to throw in Scott to be like the the tweener linebacker safety cover guy. And, and what did the Patriots do that game? They just ran all over the Bills, all over the Bills. And really, that's kind of what we're seeing now is this Bills team is just coming straight out and just running right into people. Just it, it It's amazing the holes are, are, are there. I mean, what was your initial impression of just, like, the slaughter? I mean, like, what were you doing? Were you home? Were you? Yeah, I was home eating Skittles. How were the Skittles? Sour. But no, I was. I mean, I was watching with my boy, and you know, he's he's starting to get into it a little bit more. And it was just, it was so exciting to finally have a game where we could like get up and like high five and and just like go wild so many times for so many reasons, so many great plays. You know, I mean, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought I, I end up going to the game as always. Sat, sat with Scott Campbell, and Scott Campbell's is uh, the first guy I know to really be hammering down Lashawn McCoy for MVP. And if you look at rushing yards, you might look at Ezekiel Elliott. He he's actually going ape shit, but McCoy actually beats him in more or more yards per attempt and uh, more. 10-plus yard carries. So, I mean, LaShawn McCoy, Chris Brown reported on it, is that, like, 17% of his runs are 10 or more yards. That is redonkulous. Right, and, I mean, then you tie in the fact that we got a solid running running back in Mike Gillisley and, you know, a really gifted runner in Tyrod Taylor. We, you know, Zeke Elliott leads, leads the league in yards, but the Bills lead, lead the league in yards for, for team rushing. So, the, the Bills- make no mistake. We have arrived. Like, we found the identity that this team has been lacking. And, I mean, I'm not going to go and make all these off-the-wall lofty predictions in week six. But I am going to give my stamp of approval. Yeah. You don't like when I grab it? So noisy. But it it felt good. Uh, I I hate that, like, moving foam sound. Do you want me to move? Here, I'll move this this way. This sound with the microphone. You keep trying to look at me, like make points. So I'm gonna look towards you. So I hate that. I think noise. it sounds awesome. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I feel you. This team really has. Let's look at it. Right now, I'm not gonna predict a Super Bowl win right now, but I, I will give this team the stamp of approval. They have, they found their footing. You have three guys rushing for sixty or more yards. Mike Gillisley ran for Three 60 guys. yards. Sounds like your Friday night. Yeah, right. I, we don't, hey, I don't judge. I maybe one Friday. You never know how things are going to go in my life. So <laughs> Mike Gillisley even got 60 yards rushing. Awesome touchdown run, by the way. And LaShawn McCoy, 140 yards on 19 carries. If you're doing the math, folks, it's 7.4 yards and a career high of three touchdowns. It ties his career high. Not the first time he's done this. He's got a history of being fucking dope. Robert Woods even rushed for six yards. <laughs> so, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, 68 yards. Yeah, you want this quarterback thing. Oh, you, 
Stop hoping for Aaron Rodgers. Stop hoping. Could Aaron Rodgers save oh, hold the on, Packers hold on. last night? No, he couldn't. Can I, can I, can I cut back to, to the running backs real quick? Yeah, definitely. No. I got to no. I, I do an in-studio clap real quick. And that goes out to Reggie Bush for getting forward of the line of scrimmage this week. Hell yeah, Reggie. Yeah, good job, Reggie. Look. Even I'm ju- such a dick. I hope he never hears that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Reggie, I'm down to hang. Why are you letting me be that that guy, Dave? The, because there's no stopping I'm, you. I'm doing the I'm doing the hand the hand quotation that guy right now. Because that's what you do. You're not consistent. You're not. You can't be tamed. I just want to. I just want to be funny, but I'm not. But I am. But I'm not. Looking at looking at the game. I felt like Tyrod Taylor did what he needed to do. This defense is for real. Like, this defense, this team, they're all in. Like, no doubt about it, they're all in. You know what bugs me about about the uh, the people that you see on social media or you hear calling on the radio or whatever and be like, you know... When are we gonna get a three hundred game out of Tyrod? Like, when's he gonna? When's he gonna win us a game with his arm? I feel like they're all the same people that were like, "All we gotta do is find a game manager, and this team can win." Back when we had, you know, the Fred, the Fred Jackson, CJ Spiller thing going on. All we need to do is find that game manager, and we can we can be a winning football team. Now we got a guy who's a game manager, plus has a great arm. Plus has the best footwork in the league. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Not one of the best. Not some of the best. The best. If you haven't footwork heard in the league. If you haven't heard our last podcast, we talked with Eric Turner from CoverOne.net, and he does the best breakdowns ever of plays and makes it so lame as like my dumb ass can understand what the hell is going on and why plays work. So for real, check him out and listen to our last podcast with him because he talks a lot about Tyrod Taylor and. A lot of people are hammering down. He has an article up on his website. A lot of people are, are, are mistakenly hammering down on Tyrod Taylor because he's not doing the pocket passer things. He's not doing the Tom Brady Hall of Famer thing. He's not doing the Aaron Rodgers thing. He's not He's not making technically he, – he's this offense is not built on Tyrod Taylor. It's just not. And, and Eric Turner kind of breaks down how – the, the first touchdown to Justin Hunter last week, it really was awesome that the defense, they dropped eight, and then Tyrod Taylor rolls, rolls to his left, draws the defense in, and Justin Hunter's left open. So, And that's a hard throw to make. And, and then next thing you know, Tyrod Taylor connects with Justin Hunter on a, a, a nice 30-yard throw. And really, that was a throw, I believe, across the hashes from the right side of the field over to the left. And... In the stadium, that vibe, that when that touchdown got scored, we're like, let's go. Like, it was just chaos in the stadium. This team got loud. There were USA chants, wherever you want to stand on a Kaepernick thing. You know where I stand. Um, it, it's like, man, the house was rocking. And the house doesn't get rocking with just an average quarterback. You know, he's he's not just a game manager. You know, I He's making plays with his legs that that people just don't make. They extend drives. They, if he needs to pick up nineteen yards, he's going to run for twenty two. 
How many times is this team dead in the water on third down and Tyrod Taylor picks it up himself? He's doing what he needs to do. You know, it's like the Tennessee Titans game last year. People forget about this game. And people forget about the Giants game, okay? They're waiting for Tyrod Taylor to take over. Tyrod Taylor took over that Giants game, and two touchdowns were negated over bad calls. Put on the tape against the New York Giants last season. He ran, I believe, for like 44 yards himself for a touchdown. No holding. Look at the film. Not holding. You know, a false Richie Incognito clipping call on one of those plays. And it's like... The Tennessee Titans game, he just ran the ball and did what he knew needed to do to get the ball in the end zone. And I feel he has that takeover gene, but the thing we always worry about is you have a, a quarterback that mobile, we don't want him to get crushed. But you're seeing this wildcat formation. You're seeing these other these these plays where the offensive line, Richie Incognito gave credit to the offensive line under Giro, to his system, the old offensive coordinator, um, Richie gave credit that like they like to pull and, and really have a lot of movement on the offensive line, and a lot, not not a lot of offensive linemen are capable of that. And when you have such an athletic offensive line group, who they seem to just want to murder people on the other side, and you got a guy like Lashawn McCoy, where as Richie says, you, they just set their angles and Lashawn consistently, and Lashawn McCoy figures it out. That's pretty sweet. And there's so much trickery. Now, I don't even want to say trickery. The, the, the best parts that you liked about Greg Roman's offense have sustained with Anthony Lynn, if not simplified. So you still have some cute motions. You still have some things that just freeze the defense for a second. And I don't care if they come out wildcat every play, whatever you want to call it. Come out wildcat every play. People are not stopping it. It seemed like this game was the first game where they actually had two plays with that wildcat thing kind of get stopped. But there's also times that Tyrod Taylor is not left covered in this last game. He's wide open. You're telling me E.J. Manuel ain't going to toss him the ball one time? It's got to oh, happen I'm waiting eventually. for it. I'm waiting for it. And how about E.J. Manuel getting in there? We're just talking about dominant run game here for the last, what, 10 minutes? I don't mean to just ram- I'm just rambling across this whole thing. I'm sorry, but I am so excited to know that the defense can not only get this ball back, but we are the, the Buffalo Bills are sustaining drives. That is huge. And, oh, by the way, anything I mentioned, listen to John Murphy's show for Monday, um, for the same date as Monday, which is the 16th. But not right now. Finish this one. Yeah, finish this one. Great stuff from Richie Incognito and Chris Brown and and, and Donald Jones. I was laughing my ass off listening to it in the car on the way here. Yeah, like just just such good little nuggets that I'm not even smart enough to reflect back to you. So give them love where it's due. It's not even over yet. But really, from from what I saw from the game, honestly, is a defense that we can rely on. Oh, yeah, dude. Hang your hat on those dudes. All day. No, hang it up. Take take it off. Put it on there. Like, seriously, this defense is... What more could you ask for? Well, you could ask that they don't let the ball get into the red zone. And some people are like, well, what's the point of a good red zone defense? Hey, man. Have them chew up clock and get three points. I'll gladly take four drives and a few punts. No, for, ab- for field absolutely. Goals, I know? mean, what what can you even say? Okay, it looked like there was a little miscommunication with Stephon Gilmore and Aaron Aaron Williams on the Torrey Smith touchdown. 
that's my only criticism of the defense all day. Like, look at my Twitter. I I did be like, ah, piss poor, piss poor coverage. I'm disappointed or some, something along those lines. And yo, Aaron Williams, that play was right in front of me. That Aaron Williams was left to dry. I think there was a miscommunication. Um, it, Tory Smith kind of ran. Look, look, let's 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 be real here. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about right now, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> okay, so it was like, it was like a slant. And a man, and there's only one play, and if I ever wide receiver set, don't laugh. <laughs> it's usually like R1, but um, on, on your right side. It was like Tory Smith ran from the left side across both hashes, but like a super deep slant. I don't even know what the hell it's called. But I don't know if he like broke, out, broke off a route because he saw the open space, which is a thing you do in sports. You see the open space, you just freaking get there. You do that in a lot of sports offensively. So... I think Gilmore, from looking upon the play that they didn't show the replay, I haven't seen the play since you said you saw it, but it looked like Gilmore needed to actually trail back and, and, and cover up towards the top where he caught that ball, and then next thing you know, Aaron Williams is hung to dry. Right? No, I didn't. I I'm didn't sure. See I'm like, sure Eric Eric will break it down and cover yeah, one. Yeah, hopefully, Eric, do that, please. Yeah. So we don't <laughs> know what we're talking about, but there's definitely a coverage breakdown. You. Rex actually acknowledged that. So we called it though. Torrey Smith, we said before, is going to have a game. Don't forget yeah, about I'm Torrey not, Smith. I'm not hating Aaron Williams. Hell of a safety. Um, Lorenzo Alexander had uh, defensively had another another sack with the strip fumble. So little, little strip sack. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched and strip fumble. Strip fumble. Strip poker. Kyle Williams <laughs> is just going ape shit. Kyle Williams is just looking great. That. So proud of him, man. I, I, I am so, so psyched on Kyle Williams. And, again, what did Carlos Hyde do? Uh, Not that much. I think like 50-something, 50 52 yards. And, and and you know what? Here's what we expected. Is we expected Carlos Hyde to be run run between the tackles. He's a big boy, all right? And then on the outside, you kind of figure that, Hughes and Alexander wouldn't have that many sacks because oh. Kaepernick is going to cut through on the outside. So it's kind of like I thought this game would be a big game for the for the speaking for the of, Brown brothers. Speaking of Kaepernick cutting through on the outside, I I wish we got that safety where where uh, Kaepernick slipped away from Hughes in the end zone. There that wasn't Hughes. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, you could look it up. It wasn't Hughes. Okay. It was Zach Brown. No, Zach Brown got the tackle. No, it was Zach Brown. Ten bucks. Don't have it. But, yeah, that play was, uh, while you looked it up, I'll just rainbow. Yo, that play was awesome. Like, the stadium was so electric. But then you got to see, as a fan of football, you got to see Kaepernick do his thing. And within two steps, that kid is, like, in long stride. Like, very, very long stride. And we thought the safety was there. I was going absolutely crazy. But really, I thought the game was going to come down to these Brown brothers at, at in, in the linebacker spots in the middle because if you've got to clog up the middle and, and you've got Alexander and Hughes staying wide in case Kaepernick wants to bust one, you know, you saw a lot of Brandon Spikes. I don't know if you caught up on that, but Brandon Spikes had a lot of snaps. I kind of thought they nailed down the, the 
I don't mean to stutter, but again, I'm like so excited, stuttering. I'm so excited because it, it seems like they just they just absolutely just dominate and just squish the life out of whatever your offense wants to do. Granted, this was a a running back, and Carlos Hyde, he's not a guy you sleep on. Kaepernick is not a guy you sleep on. This is a new offense, or, or I should say a, a, a new system for Colin Kaepernick that has not been seen on tape. It hasn't been seen. I'm not going to buy preseason. But as players and coaches say, you you – you coach against the system. And I don't know if Rex Ryan wanted a redemption against Chip Kelly or if LaShawn McCoy wanted a redemption on Chip Kelly. But, man, these guys came out defensively and McCoy just gashed them up. And I look at the run game as two complete opposites. San Fran had a, a, a good run game with Carl's Hyde. You have Colin Kaepernick, who can run like a deer. He is not a joke. He is nothing to be messed with. And it was really sweet finally seeing a defense that you know you can depend on. I mean, say what you want. It is four. The Bills are four and two, and it's a defense you can depend on. Just look at the scores of previous games. San Fran put up 16 points. 16 points. Don't sleep on Kaepernick. There's no tape out yet. All right, let's see this play. Damn it. Oh. All right, well, I guess I owe Deacon a coffee. I'll settle on a coffee. Oh, wait, I already brought you one, so I'm good. Yo. I want chicken nuggets as my prize. Look, it ain't me. It's the stadium. Blame it on New Era Cap feel because or new era feel but so what do you what did what did what like oh now now it's fucking terry and kim's fault come on dave what are you doing look dude i don't know just rambling you, having a salute the, the moral here. of the story here is bet aside have faith in your boy keep your hand on my leg i love it yeah i bet you just do. reach it up a little more at, at home were you flipping out over that safety Oh, dude. I mean, I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. He had him. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then I was like, oh, wait, he got away. How'd that happen? You know what I mean? Like, I was already in, like, full on, like, he got him celebration mode. I didn't even realize that he, A, slipped the tackle. B, I think he hit, I think he hit the the markers on that. But. Again, defensively, I like, can't complain. I cannot complain at all. These dudes on, on the Bills defense, so you know which dudes I'm talking about, because there's what, like 53 of them plus coaches plus front office, and I talk about all of them interchangeably as those dudes. Now, this Bills defense. They're, they're, not, they're not to be fucked with. Let's just call it how it is. They, and let, let, let's. Let's just remember, there's, like, weapons in the workshop, if if you will. Marcel Darius hasn't played yet. Shaq Lawson hasn't played yet. I mean, we won't see Raglan until next year. Um, and, you know, that's okay right now. That That is okay. I don't know, I don't know you know, what the future holds for, uh, Look. for like, Zach Brown and Lorenzo Alexander, but I, I would like to see the Bills 
offer both of those guys a contract extension. That, I mean, shoot, I think Lorenzo Alexander is here on like a six hundred thousand dollar contract. What? I could be I could be wrong because I didn't look that up before. Look, I said look that it. up. Look that up. I'm going to ramble on some stats real quick. Defensively, no, but I want both those. I want both those players back. Well, and not for nothing, Zach Brown is going to get a huge contract if he keeps playing the way he's playing. And I'm not sure what what to do about that. Oh nope, I'm wrong. His cap hit is six hundred thousand. His base his base salary this year. Eight hundred and eighty-five thousand for Lorenzo Alexander for league leading sack dude he, Lorenzo Alexander. Yo, that guy. Th- it again. I, I I I've been saying it. We've been saying it. What a cancer was Mario Williams? Really, really. This guy is a special. Yo, he's already dude. got. He's already got his new team. Like yo, pissed this, off. This dude ain't ain't doing his shit. Like where where did he go? Like. Did, did getting rich, like, think, finally catch up, or, or dude, what's up, man? I don't like, want to speak for him, but if I was to add up the contact clues... Yo, and, I, and just just let me also interject with the fact that I would never say any of this to his face. That dude is fucking... Yeah, terrifying. I won't say... I, I'd say this to his face. I think he lost his passion for football. How do you go from, from being that gifted I'd and then just... I'd still be scared that he would take that the wrong way. He could take it however he wants. And when he beats Dave, the shit out he, of me... Dave, he runs way faster than you. I've seen him run. I don't care. What's he going to do? Murder me? Go for it, dude. Like, I don't... Mm. Uh... Remember that thing you said about Ray Lewis? Ooh, maybe I shouldn't go there. I didn't say anything about Ray Lewis. I just said maybe we should do a game preview video where we kind of have an innuendo to a missing white suit. That's all I said. Anyways, so the Bills had three sacks in this game. Lorenzo, who we've been knocking on, awesome. He got a sack. Zach Brown got a sack. And Adolphus Washington got a sack. I mean, this team is awesome. Three sacks. These are huge. Adolphus Washington is a steal in the third round. We got a great contributor right there. This team, you it doesn't. It, it seems like it has been the theme since they've been winning. You don't know who's going to step up to the plate, and this is the second week in a row that Dolphus Washington has has had a decent game. I shouldn't even say decent. He's made a big play, as in a sack. Two weeks in a row for him, two sacks. That's Marcel Darius's spot, you know and. You want to be positive? I kind of hate. It kind of hate. This is so dumb. This is so dumb because talent, the best talent plays. You know, if you have Lorenzo Alexander balling out, you don't just pull him out to see if Shaq Lawson can do it. No, you work him in there. I want to see what happens with this team with Marcel Darius. I was actually pretty disappointed with Marcel Darius uh, seeing him on the injury report, not with Marcel Darius. I was like, damn it, we're not seeing Marcel today because I thought they could really use the help. Yo, these internet motherfuckers be getting mad with that, though, and it makes me mad. What do you mean? Oh, what a waste. What a waste. What are we even paying this guy for? It's like, yo, we are living. We are literally in the midst of this nightmare with... The, the whole back too soon scenario mm-hmm. with Sammy's foot right now. 
if his hamstring if his hamstring ain't ready to go, I mean, he's not going to play to the level we expect him to play to. And then we have then we start having a bona fide reason to be like, oh well, what about Marcel? Like he's not performing. Like no, you got to get him in there when he's gonna be able to put up, you know, his baseline game. Like you know, there there is a a minimum expectation when you got a guy who's as high profiled and high paid as Marcel Darius is. And if he's not in the, if he doesn't have the physical capacity to meet that mark, it's going to do him a great detriment to get on that field because then we have a real reason to take him to task. Like he has to be, he has to be honest with himself and say, Hey, I'm not ready. And as a competitor, that's gotta be a challenge in and of itself to stay off that field, but you gotta, you gotta be able to play to your expectation and, you know, coming back, doing too much too soon, trying to hit that mark is only going to set it back. And that setback's only going to make your, make your game worse. And as your game worsens, that's, that's how guys fall off. I want to, am I right? Or am I right? You want to know something? I'm going to follow that up to confirm it too. Look, Give Doug Whaley credit because these are guys, all you asswipes, you shitbags that want to shit on Doug Whaley, go shit in your mouth. For real. You guys are fucking dingbats. Get your head out of your fucking ass. Don't even think about interrupting me right now because I'm about to go ape shit. NSFW, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yeah, put out the beeps, beeps, beeps. Pull your head out of your ass because this is the dream scenario I've been wishing for with the Bills, which is your depth steps up to the fucking plate and does excuse the F-bombs, but they're deserved. And they step up to the plate, and they're filling a role to a point where you're kind of questioning, like, yo, Darius, Lawson, next year Raglan, this year possibly Watkins, but Sal Capaccio thinks it's probably he's done for the season. Um, but, but I look at it like this. You have re- good teams evolve. Good teams stay above baseline. This Bills team is executing what has been asked of them. They have bought in. They are doing the right thing. Their attitude is everybody is in the house on Victory Monday and on Tuesday their day off. You know, Incognito was saying today on the John Murphy show that they already had an 11 o'clock meeting this morning, Monday. Watched film with Coach Cromer. They right. Were, he, he stopped in with Murph, was about to hit the weight room with the rest of the gang, man. Exactly. And what this team does, man, is they add wrinkles. Every week you're having new wrinkles to the game. Expect passing to come off that Wildcat. Expect Marcel Darius to be doing some things that only he can do. I wouldn't be shocked if they moved him anywhere. The kid is a, is a superior fast-twitch athlete. Possible, I hate to say these words. If he does what he does, this kid could be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt about it. John Blake has done wonders for this defensive line. This defensive line is doing awesome things. This defense, this team is playing tough, and they keep adding new wrinkles. Justin Hunter, who? Two weeks, he's got two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, this team is evolving. They're, they're doing so many great things, we especially get... defensively. And, 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 and it's like, Darius is a wrinkle. That's a new wrinkle to the ballgame. Shaq Lawson, how are they going to use him? Now, granted, he hasn't even had a real NFL practice, but you don't know. So when it comes time for opponents to prepare for you, 
they don't know what the hell they're going to get. You might throw in something they've never seen, and that's what a good coaching staff does. Throw things in front of the team you're playing that that they don't know. Right. and New stuff. And even though he hasn't had reps out there yet, this team is in, like, warrior mode. They are out there doing their all. So... He's been in the he's been in the building like he's around he he's he's around these guys like he has all the right examples in front of him right now. Rex Ryan is no idiot. Give the guy credit. Again, we've been saying it. He took out his balls, put them on the table, said, "Let's go. We're getting rid of Giro. We're doing our thing." And every you got to stand make, by him. I love it. I, every time I say every it, time I just, we say it, all I can think of. Is is the beginning of Method Man by Wu Tang? I'm gonna lay your nuts out on the dresser. Just your nuts on the dresser. <laughs> Bang them shits with a spike bat. Blow. Like, that's all I can think of every time you say that. I don't know why. I was just thinking about setting them on this glass table. Our, our table here is a glass top. Yeah, we just, got a nice little glass be, table top. They'll be cool, but they look like chestnuts real quick. So, anyways, um, the way I look at it with Rex Ryan is he's no dummy. When when he got Percy Harvin with the Jets, he they brought him in. He was already out there. You know what I mean? So don't expect Shaq Lawson just to sit out like other coaches might do. At the same time, the Steelers sometimes don't even, a lot of times don't even start their first-round picks for a year. So really, you could do it any way you want. It's just bonuses. Let's see what these guys can do because even if they don't play, this team is holding it up. And that's one thing with Doug Whaley that we haven't been able to say. Where You don't even know when somebody's missing. You, you, don't, you just don't know. You got a guy like again. I want you know Lorenzo Alexander. What? There's no drop off. Right, right. Even even offensive linemen, backup offensive linemen are playing all right. You know, like things are just going great. Look, I want to give a a, a special thing we have written up there. Lashawn McCoy, we touched on him. Lashawn McCoy is looking like. The guy that when you guys want to rip on Whaley, look, he's the guy that we thought we were getting right now. And last year, he obviously had his hamstring injury. No, I McCoy is pissed, and he is tearing shit. He is up. exceeding my expectations. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, has, I have never seen in person since I've been going to games. I've been, uh, I think my card says since 2011. Let's see the ticket holder. Um. I, I've never seen this guy. This is everything you wish C.J. Spiller could could have been if you were, you know, looking at it. But Spiller's a little faster. But, again, he can't, you know, guys like that, They, you got to be smart. You got to be able to know what the hell your offensive line is doing so you know where to be. And you got to be able to shake dudes. LaShawn McCoy is turning up between the tackles. And when you look at his measurements, you're, you're thinking like, no, 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 you're, you got to use him this way. No, nah, he just does his thing. Offensive line sets the box. He finds the holes. You got guys, wide receivers, blocking their ass off downfield. Obviously, the O-line's doing their job. But when wide receivers are engaged with defensive backs, that's pretty crazy. You know, and if their biggest problem is that Felton blasted through a hole so hard that McCoy caught up to him and he doesn't know who to mow over and they're accidentally tripping up on him. That was last week. And then this week, same thing happened with Robert Woods. Whatever. We've been saying it, Jerome Felton, man, I've been saying it for three, four weeks. I am so glad to see Felton 
doing what's expected of him in this offense and just really just blowing dudes up. Richie Incognito talked about Jerome Felton a lot on the John Murphy show today for Monday. So um, I just love that interview so much. It was Richie's so awesome to, to listen to. Uh, he really cuts it real and breaks it down. And looking at it defensively and offensively, the team is, is just all in. I mean, it's like a brotherhood, man. Right, no, like these absolutely. guys are falling out. And and the proof is in the pudding. Um, Ryan Talbot put out an article last night, and the the key point of that article was throughout this win streak we're on right now, the Bills have a plus 71-point differential. The proof is in the pudding. That's, that's the highest in the league, by the way. That's when that's when both sides are doing their damn job, and that's where we're at. Look, and this, this is this is a really interesting statistic I got right here. I like I like this. Check this out. Going back to those who want to criticize Tyrod Taylor, he's he's thrown eight touchdowns this year. We've only our defense has only allowed. Three passing touchdowns this year. Really? Yeah. And, uh, oh, by the way, not only did they only allow three passing touchdowns, we've had six interceptions. Like, those ratios, that's where that's where you need your defense. Is our to sack be. total up there? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, I, I don't know, but I bet I could find out. Um, we're sitting at. 13 sacks. Okay. 13 sacks and eight of those are Lorenzo Alexander, by the way. Save save some water for the other well, fish guy. Come on. No, I'm kidding, man. Keep Re- doing Re- what you're doing. Rex, Rex isn't known to be a high sack guy. Um, and, 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 you know, the old coach speakers, they, they come, they come in bunches and whatever, but you know what, you know what I like about this team? Well, whatever. I mean, you, you, you don't couple, have to zone in one spot. Like you're about to say, right? You, you couple those 13 sacks with those six interceptions. And then what do we got? Six forced fumbles that I think we got two of, I don't know. Some, something along those lines, like we're getting that ball. If if, you, if your defense is, is is making plays, you got guys like Roby Roby Coleman making plays on special teams, knocking that ball loose, and this Bills team coming in and putting up a touchdown right after. This is a team that we haven't seen. This team kept the pedal to the metal, and they just really oh, no, we they, got they just crushed. We got ten forced fumbles. I'm sorry, ten forced fumbles, six recovered. So. That's ridiculous. That's twelve. That's twelve turnovers and thirteen sacks. I don't remember a Bills team making this many plays. Like, there's always somebody right. Like, they just seem like they're focused. I cannot wait to see what happens in Miami. Trap game, my ass. Yeah, that that's exactly what I said on Facebook after the game. Sorry, was I didn't over. mean to say your thunder. That it's okay, it. man. It's it. It's okay. But if we want to talk about trap game, I think this next one against Miami. If we got a, a trap game coming up coming up on our schedule that's the one right right uh hey look because that's the team that i know isn't playing to the potential the full potential of its players they got a stacked defensive line they got they have their franchise quarterback like ryan Tannehill is a c plus b minus type quarterback like he can make the throws he can you know hang in that pocket he's okay 
Well, the Bills just ran, keep in mind, for their uh, uh, for 312 yards, which is a record in postseason. Because they only keep track of regular season. NFL only keeps track of regular season stats when they do stats. So that was like the most yards they ran since, like, I forgot what year. It was it was the last time they they had that many yards rushing was 1992 and it's only the third time in team history. But there third. was there was a playoff game, I guess. That, oh, okay. That okay. was somebody called in new uh, sales show today, um, the extra point show. If you don't know what that is, go on WGR 550, check the audio vault, and go to uh, you know Bills Buffalo Bills audio, and you'll see it in there. It's a great show. Sale at Sale Sports on Twitter. He does an awesome job. Love Sale Capaccio. But to, to wrap up, it, I mean, on, on this Miami preview, because we will have our, propca- our, our podcast yeah, Wednesday. Um, yeah, our proper mind. Keep in mind. Which is really a Thursday edition, if you think about it. We usually get it up about 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right? But that's, might, when you can, that's when you can expect it. We might not always advertise it right away, because a lot of times Wednesday nights we get log jammed with Facebook Live. But, like, always check. Well, I don't f- want to say uh, log jam because, like, yo, I love Facebook Live. No, we you do. you got to come But get I'm that. saying just but no, we, refresh your feeds because it might already be up. Like, Wednesday is our work day. That, right. That is Numbills fan day at the office. That's where we're here for six, seven, sometimes eight, ten hours. I mean, we've, we've put in long days doing this sometimes. You know, because it's not just turning on the mic. We got we got a ton of other stuff that we do, mm-hmm. website work. You know, we do it all ourselves. This is completely DIY, and that's what I love about it. Don't forget, find us, numbillsfan.com. Also, again, Facebook Live, 7 o'clock Wednesdays, brought to you by billsforlife.com. Yo, and I am going to promise, I am going to promise all of you who are listening to this, we will be on at 7 this week. We were like half an hour late last week. I was over here scrambling, restarting computers, ripping my hair out, which, I mean, there's not that much left. I shouldn't be doing that. Don't forget, though, Scott Campbell, Scott Campbell 13 on Twitter and Instagram, he will be on with us. He will be in the house. That is our writer for numbillsfan.com for those who on, aren't reading. Yeah, he Get might be on there. the podcast, too. Sorry to talk over you. That was kind of rude. He better be on the podcast. Scott, you better stick around, boy. Scott, I know you're listening. Probably not. Also, don't forget that live show is brought to you by uh, BillsForLife.com. Find us everywhere, everywhere. We are on Snapchat. We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, anywhere you can think, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. And don't forget to help BillsForLife.com, their their Facebook group, the Bills Mafia Facebook group on Facebook. Yeah, they just, need, the 50K. They just need a couple hundred more, you wild-ass Bills fans. All right. Well, but, yo, when you get there... Behave yourselves. Don't, don't be a hater. Don't be a I, dick. I will tell you if <laughs> if you're a dick. Trust me. Um, Lastly, punchdrunksports.com. We are the official for them podcast that covers you gotta, the Buffalo Bills. I got a really sharp. You got to like write that on. write that down <laughs> and like read it. Read I it off. I hate myself. All right. Well, find me on Twitter at numbillsman. And find me at Numbills Adam D. And make sure you like our Facebook page. I can't stress that enough. That's where, that's the first place we hit everything. Yep. The article comes mm-hmm. out. That's the first mm-hmm. place it pops. And up. tell them what you've been the doing, dog. Tell them out. what you've been doing. What are those videos you've been doing? I got all sorts mm-hmm. of videos. You know what? I, chair. 
I try to be funny. I do. We got videos. We got everything, man. So Facebook is where it all drops first. It filters out to Twitter. A lot of it makes it to Instagram. But One aside, from, aside from numbillsfan.com, Facebook is the hub. We're done. Don't forget numbillsfan.com, billsforlife.com, B4L. Yeah, so also punchdrunksports.com. And make sure you, have, you go subscribe on iTunes. And if you do that, and you're feeling nice, and you want to be our best, best friends. Send us a screenshot if you did that. No, not even. Not even. Leave us a little review. Give us five oh, stars and, and say, these dudes are the shit. These dudes are dicks. Chat. Or that. Or that. You know what? Be Whatever. But still give it. us five stars. Still give us five stars on iTunes. All right. These dudes sound like they're going to steal my wallet. Check. Yeah, yeah. Five yeah. stars. I can't leave my wife around them. I Check. S- I saw them on Facebook. Their hair is Awful. I think my landscape, my new Japanese maple went missing. Days remodeling his house. At non Bills fan. Check. <laughs> <laughs> my car. Some asswipe stole change. No, I'm not that desperate. No, not a check. Don't put me in there. Numbillsfan.com. Swipe me right on Tinder. <laughs>